Good day on a Tuesday. Welcome to the Bill Michaels Show. I'm Bill Michaels, Ben Kenny producing the program. Ben, how you doing today? You good today? I'm good, Bill. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. Honestly, I, I got out on the course yesterday. And okay. uh, sources are saying there's a little rumbling going on that here we go. My golf game's back. Back to what? Back to not as embarrassing as it was. <laughs> back is a relative term, but sources are saying. Okay. All right. Just checking. Okay. At least back to now. Is it back to busting 90? I only played nine holes. Shot a 43. Okay. I was happy. Well, with then it. you would be busting 90. You'd be 86. Yeah. So we're you double it up. We're working back. I'm on vacation next week. I'm, I'm playing okay. golf all seven days. So it's, awesome. it's a grind here. I hope you're doing well. Perfect. Good stuff. Uh, I am doing well. I am uh, today. It's crazy. Um, the schedule is bananas. So uh, for those that are keeping track, uh, tonight we are going to be in Wausau. Uh, Wausau, the cigar dinner tonight, compliments of our friends at Tobacco Outlet uh, Plus Grocery. And uh, we've got a, a cigar dinner tonight. That'll be in Wausau. And the minute that is over, which, by the way, the Cigar Dinner in Wausau tonight, that's at Trails End Lodge, is sold out. I tell you, these things sell out quick. The next one is tomorrow. I go from Wausau tonight. I'll be driving over then to La Crosse, where we get up tomorrow morning, and we'll be playing golf and uh, doing the show live from the golf club at Cedar Creek. That event has now sold out. So both events have now sold out. And then we're going to be in Eau Claire again on August 22nd. That is next Monday for at Wild Ridge again for the next event that is coming up. Uh, then there's a Wausau Cigar uh, Golf event at Pine Valley Golf Course on September 7th. There's still some tickets available for that. We're going to be in Chippewa Falls on Monday, September 12th at the Wasota High Shore Supper Club. There are some tickets still available there. And then the last one of the year, we're going to be back in lacrosse at Celebrations. That is on September 13th. So we have got uh, the, the next two events completely sold out. Uh, then there is one in Eau Claire on the 22nd. We're going to be in Wausau again on the 7th, Chippewa Falls on the 12th, and lacrosse to close things out. On the 13th, but uh, so I'm going to be in Wausau tonight, lacrosse tomorrow, back here in studio on Thursday, I believe. Friday, then, we'll be doing the show. Either Thursday or Friday, we're going to be at the brand new opening. And, and Ben, this may perk your ears up. They are opening a Lux Air Golf in Milwaukee. You ever been to one of those? No. What is that? That is the two-tiered golf where they have the giant nets down both sides of the fairway. Oh, top And golf? they have all these... Uh, like Top Golf, yes, yeah, and they have all these targets, but they call it Luxair because it's it's like Top Golf on steroids, and it is opening this Friday, so we are either going to be there on Thursday or on Friday, and then Friday night going to be uh, in in Green Bay at Lambeau for the Packers preseason home opener, then back into Milwaukee down at actually Elkhorn and Alpine Valley on Saturday, and then Sunday back. Out to uh, out to Eau um, Claire for the Wild Ridge Golf event on Monday. So the travel has not stopped. Can we get That's some swing lot. videos from that endeavor? Sure, 
I'm going to be playing golf tomorrow, as a matter of fact. I can even set up the slow motion on my camera so you get the full effect of the swing in action. I, I've seen so. a lot of videos recently of NFL guys or college guys uh, going out and playing top golf and just throwing the clubs and completely missing the ball. So uh, something along those lines would be very entertaining. There is there is two things that I watched last night. There is one girl, I don't know what her name is, and it pops up all the time. But she, it's like she's out on a date. She's in a mini dress, five-inch heels, and that girl can crush it. She she goes to these top golf things, completely dressed to the nine, smoking hot, and crushes it. And then there was a girl that it would it followed her, and uh, it was I don't know whether it was reels or whatever it was that I was watching, and she is kind of dressed similarly. And she is on the second deck, and she gives a great big swing and falls off the deck. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because I'm sure she got hurt. But, uh, but yeah, she falls right out into the yard. And so, uh, you know, the, the ultimate fail of golf swings, I think, would be that. But, uh, but yeah, the, uh, the Top Golf and the Luxair Golf, and there's, there's some good videos there if you, if you go search for them. So I'm excited. Uh, we're going to do some golf uh, coming up tomorrow, and uh, then we're going to be doing some golf down at the Luxair Joint on Thursday or Friday, and then back to Wild Ridge Golf Course on Monday. So there's a lot of golf in the future. And then, uh, obviously, the end of the month is the Fisher House Golf Outing. That's on Monday the 29th. I'm going to be off that day. But you know who's joining us that day? Who? I I just found out, so you wouldn't know. I shouldn't even ask the question. Um, Brad Keselowski of NASCAR, the NASCAR driver. He's, he's coming down. He's apparently a big supporter of Fisher House. Uh, they run some things uh, on their car in support of, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was Brad Keselowski, who's the uh, driver that's coming to join us. So I just found that out. I was I was stunned. I'm like, really? Uh, I got a call from a couple of news stations, and uh, they, they said, yeah, you know, Brad Keselowski's coming down. So kind of cool. So what do those guys do when it's a dogleg right I, I figure they're great at turning left around the course, but what happens well, when, they, when they have to if hit it's a fade? In the trees, they treat it like a road course. <laughs> you know, they can treat it like a road course. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be Brad Keselowski, and then obviously the following weekend is the motorcycle ride, and I've been doing a lot for that. Got some videos coming out for that. So, uh, to say that this is a busy time of year, I think, would be a massive understatement. And then, obviously, in the meantime. We're going to try to get up uh, sometime next week, I believe, to Packers camp uh, and do the show there. Then, obviously, more Packers game and coverage. Then the Badgers get underway. So, I, you know, we're we're like not even, not even done with summer, and we are smashing everything into fall. And I just solidified a golf trip, which you ought to come with us to uh, see our buddy Ernie in Wausau. And I believe that is going to be at the end of September. Uh, so it's still a good time to play golf, but I believe we're going to go at the end of September. I'm, I'm just waiting to finalize some details, uh, if I can, but on the 23rd and 24th, I think we're going to be in Wausau. So I think that's coming. So we got a lot of golf left to play. Correct me if I'm wrong. A couple of tournaments coming up too. So, uh, Adam says, just built a golf simulator in my garage. We should look into it. Into Adam into your garage or putting a golf simulator in the garage. Just want to just want to clarify because we got to come to your house. I don't know if I need to bring something for potluck or what. 
So let me know. Uh, Thomas says, good morning. Happy Tuesday. Go Pack Go on this Friday. Let's ball out. That's over on the Bud Light live stream. By the way, if you want to watch the program, you can via Facebook, Facebook Live. You can track us down there, or you can find us on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Show and subscribe for free. We love it when you watch the programs and subscribe. Plus, we're going to be in a lot of different locations. It's always cool. Pop it up on your computer, and you can watch where we're at. Um, Kevin says, how's the back with the golf? Uh, suppose a lot of hot tub time afterwards. Uh, Kevin, I received my spinal treatment um, going on two weeks now. And I was just a, a friend of mine called me yesterday who I had not talked to in a couple of weeks. He said, hey, how are you feeling? I have got uh, it, it, I'm stunned. It, it makes me like openly want to cry. I uh, woke up uh, just before we left for Sturgis. So a week ago, say Thursday or Wednesday, uh, I had gone in for my treatment. I felt like I was paralyzed, and it, it scared the hell out of me. And they said, it's normal. Just wait. You're going to be good, you know. And I woke up on Tuesday. I was a little sore and still felt it. I think it was Wednesday, and I have absolutely, positively zero pain. I am amazed um, at, at what my doctors did. Uh, I, I, the, the gang over at St. Luke took care of me, and I can't say thank you enough. It's It's been so unbelievably impressive. Uh, but I've got my life back. And when you live with pain, I, and, you know, Kristen and I were talking about this yesterday. When you live with pain, and it's not just a normal pain. Everybody has back pains, ankle pains, knee pains, whatever it happens to be. You have aches. Uh, but when you are in pain and the choice to stay sedentary versus go do something because you need to do it but you choose not to, because of the pain and you live your life differently. It's when you wake up and you don't have it anymore. It's, it's, it's like you have your life back and uh, you know, golf has been okay. Uh, the riding uh, around Sturgis was great. Uh, now it's just a matter of getting healthy again, uh, going back to dropping the weight. Um, that's the big thing because the steroids between the steroids and just being sedentary and really not eating that great, but you know, it's, it's put weight on. And it's time to start taking it back off again. And I started yesterday uh, heavily. I started working out again uh, just because I can now. I can do the bike. I can do some walking around the block. And I started doing that. So, it, But thank you for asking. But it's been an absolute miraculous recovery, I, I guess, for lack of a better term. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up, do so. So um, one of the other side notes. One of the other side notes to, uh, and I didn't really want to get. You got to talk about it, but you don't want to don't want to get too heavy into it. But again, yesterday, the Brewers lost. Sucks, I know. Sucks. Brewers now sitting. They lost a half game. They're two games behind the Cardinals, and there is really not a lot of relief in sight. You got three more with the Dodgers coming up. Three-game weekend series with Chicago, and then three more with the Dodgers after that. Um, and the the hitting just, you know, as we all know, it's been somewhat silenced, to say the very least. That might be the best way to put it. Uh, but the Brewers get blanked yesterday, uh, four to nothing. And it was, Urias is just on fire. He goes to 13 and six. His ERA goes down to 240 on the season for the Dodgers, 
Freddie Peralta gave it his all, uh, but they just he couldn't get any run support, so he goes to four and three with a four twenty one ERA now. And in the meantime, uh, Christian Yelich, uh, a career three eleven hitter with ten home runs, twenty three RBIs, and forty seven games against the Dodgers, uh, he is now hitless in his last twenty five at bats. He has scored just one run in the last seven games. So going into the contest last night, there was a lot of optimism saying, look, he's always been kind of a Dodger killer. Since joining the Brewers, Yelich is batting 339 with six dingers, 11 RBIs in 17 games, and having a 423 on base percentage and a 1.14 OPS against the Dodgers. He has always played well. Last night blanked, and again, he is hitless in his last 25 at-bats. And you need him to be him. And it it's just, it is what it is, I guess. I, I, I don't know what to, I, I don't know what else to say about Christian Yelich. Uh, you know, when people talk about how he's come back and it's, this is great. I keep saying that's good, but give me a season because this guy just flat out goes away. And here we are again, 25 at-bats. That's a week's worth of at-bats. And doesn't have a hit. So, not good. Not good. There is, uh, I'll say this, and and you and I have talked about this before, so I don't want to beat this horse. But when they made the trade for Hader and got what they got in return and then DFA'd and such and made the roster moves, uh, the the rumblings are that basically the message was sent that we think you're winners, but we don't think you can win it. That was the message sent from management. And sometimes when management, and this is the reason I talk about this all the time, about management, quote, going for it. Because when management says, you know, hey, we believe in you, we think we've got something really good, it gives you a charge, man. Everybody's believing you're ready to go. You know, if your manager comes to you and says, hey, look, things are setting up. This is going to be our best year ever. You know, our sales are up. Uh, the money's good. It looks like bonuses and raises are coming. I, I think we can do this. This can be our best year ever. Let's get on board. You know, it, it energizes you. It gives you a goal. It's like, really? Okay, let's do this. When your manager comes to you and says, yeah, we're not even going to come close to hitting our goals. We're going to be good, but, you know, it's not going to be a great year you tend to take your foot off the gas. You tend to say, well, you know what? It If it doesn't matter to them, it doesn't matter to me. Right? So I think that's what management's message was to those guys inside that clubhouse. And I think it it it, it may not have destroyed chemistry, but it took away that mood that was that was in there. Uh, John says, I'm hearing rumblings that Atanasio is going to sell the team. Any truth to that? Have you heard any talk of it behind closed doors? I have not. I have not. Um, I, somebody mentioned that. Maybe it was you yesterday. I don't know. But there have been a couple of people that have asked me about that. But me personally, I have not heard any of that. I I don't know at this point why he would. Unless he just feels like, it's time to sell high, and 
this franchise is about is gone about as far as I can possibly take it. And maybe he just sees bad times coming on the horizon. I don't know. But I and maybe personally he just doesn't want to be the bad guy. Maybe he doesn't want to be the guy that says, you know what? We can't afford all these guys. I'm going to have to go look the fans in the eye and say, sorry, our budget doesn't allow it. And ask the fans to understand because fans aren't going to understand. Fans are going to say, we pour two and a half million people through the turnstiles every damn year. What we want is a team that's going to be really competitive, not just for the postseason, but for World Series. We want a World Series. And maybe he has to go and look the fans in the eye and say, you know what? Unless we strike lightning all the time, we're not going to win a World Series. I don't think he wants to be the guy to deliver that message. But you can certainly believe that you have that ability every year. But when you have right now the ineptitude between – and let's be honest. I mean, the, the Yankees are the Yankees. They're still right there, right? Everybody knows that, okay? And while we see, you know, Aaron Boone struggle, uh, they are still 10 games up in the division. They're not going away anytime soon. As a matter of fact, they're only a couple of games behind the Houston Astros for the best record in the American League. They're the third best record or fourth best record in all of baseball, even though they've fallen off dramatically uh, here in the last – couple of weeks okay but (laughs) excuse me but they've got money they can still do things the Dodgers are head and shoulders above everybody else and their payroll is ridiculous and we know that and maybe Mark Antanasio is looking at this going you know what yeah we can't keep up there, there is such a a dramatic ineptitude when you've got $265 million, the, the Dodgers have the largest payroll, 265.4. Mets, 261.6. Yankees, 251.8. After that, it's the Phillies, then the Padres. The Red Sox at $208 million, and they're dead last in the division. The White Sox, who are supposed to be really good, but aren't, uh, 196.1. And then the Astros, 182.6. Then the Braves, and it goes on from there. The Angels, surprisingly, have a high payroll and just they can't win despite themselves. And then the Cardinals sitting there at number 12, followed by the Giants and the Cubs, and it goes on from there. The league average is 148.1. And you got the Milwaukee Brewers at 129.9. So they're $20 million away from even being at the league average. And their budget doesn't allow them to go that extra $20 million. So maybe Mark Antanasio is looking at this going, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know? I can't keep up. I can't do this. I can't compete with the Dodgers. The Dodgers are spending $120 million more. They're spending the equivalent of basically the Brewers' payroll more than the Brewers. And he's probably looking at it going, how do you compete against that? And unfortunately, the three, four, five, six of the seven top teams, eight of the top teams um, that have high payrolls, five of them are all division leaders or in the postseason at this point. How do you compete with that? I agree. Uh, Let's do this. We are woefully late for a break. Got off onto a tangent. My apologies. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. (laughs) 
Get up every morning. One of the first things I do every day is head downstairs. I get some ice out of the ice maker, and I throw, I got a 32-ounce glass. I throw it underneath the water softener and the reverse osmosis, and that is my water to get me going, and then I go through two more of them during the show. And uh, I've been preaching about this for a long time. Our friends at the Water Doctors in Waukesha, h2theletterodoctors.com, John Atley and his staff, are absolutely fantastic. And uh, years and years ago, uh, back when Bob Richter was the owner, and uh, it's been the tradition's been carried through with John Atley, um, I decided I got rid of one of the major companies out of my house because the service sucked. And quite frankly, the water softener wasn't nearly as good. And I, I, being the jerk that I am, I cut it out of my house, put it on my front yard, told him to come and get it. And I went without water for a couple of days. And um, it, it was... Uh, while it was kind of obstinance <laughs> and really kind of stupid on my part, it worked out great because I ran into the guys from the water doctors and I found the Connecticut water softening system and I've never looked back. And this thing has followed me from home to home to home. Um, my third house now, and I've taken it with me everywhere I've gone. And this year I upgraded and got a new system after uh, 17 years with the old one. And, the, and no problems, no warranty claims, nothing. It was great. And I love it. The taste of the water has none. Water should just be clean, clear, and refreshing. It shouldn't really have a taste to it. And this stuff is fantastic. So I couldn't recommend any more of the Connecticut Water Softening System or the Water Doctors if I had to. Call John Atley uh, directly, 262-549-7733. He's the owner, 262-549-7733. They're right there on Grandview Boulevard, based out of Waukesha, but they travel all over. And you can learn more about how they donate to uh, veterans as well through the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy on their website, h 2 the letter O doctors.com H two the letter O doctors.com and uh, tell John and his staff. I said, hello, but I'm telling you, if you're looking for a water softening system or to rent one, those are the people to call hands down, hands down. Um, I wanted to, uh, I, I wanted to get back real quick into the, the brewers and then we'll kind of, you know, move on to a little bit of Cardinals chatter, but, um, the uh, the World Series is ultimately the goal. And for a long time, it was just get to 500. Then it was get to the postseason. They've done that consistently now. Now it's get not only to an NLCS, but it's time to get to a World Series. And I was asked this during the break. Uh, and you know what? Let me, let me grab it here. I got a buddy of mine. He texted me. He said, do you feel that the Brewers are closer to a World Series or closer to a rebuild in the next three years? Because if they're closer to a rebuild, no wonder Mark Antanasio would probably want out. Now, um, okay, let me say this. First and foremost, I do not know in any way, shape, or form, or, or have heard in any way, shape, or form, that Mark is considering selling the team. That's just a rumor that was brought up by, by John, uh, a viewer over on the Facebook fan page in the Bud Light live stream. So I don't know that. I wouldn't say that. But... If I had to guess where they are at sitting here today, that and this is a team right now that's only a couple of games behind the Cardinals in the standings, okay? Uh, they're two games behind the Cardinals in the standings. Now, if you get into the, the wild card aspect of this, uh, the Brewers are on the outside looking in. They're two games back behind San Diego. The Braves right now are up six and a half in the wild card standings, followed by the Phillies, then the Padres, then the Brewers. 
So the Brewers are still on the outside looking in. All right? Now, here's my question. Uh, my, I shouldn't say my question, my conundrum. What do I believe? The Brewers are closer to winning a World Series or closer to a rebuild? If I Looking at the reality of things the way they are right now, the record, the talent, and such, I would probably say if they could get some things to break their way and hoping, and I, I hate to do this, but this is the reality, hoping for a team like the Dodgers or the Mets, they'd have to suffer a few injuries. They'd have to have a couple of setbacks, and the Brewers then would have to catch fire because the same problems that we've seen sporadically pop up with this team throughout the season, they remain constant, and that is the fact that they just lose their ability to hit the baseball. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. They just don't have fundamental ability to hit, hit the baseball consistently. So... I would say that if they got hot, they're closer to a World Series, as it stands in reality right now. In three years? Boy. And that was the original question. I would probably have to say that they're closer to a rebuild. I know that pains a lot of people, but I I just don't see right now the... The, uh, the 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 team being able to go ahead and just power past all of this and suddenly get hot and streak their way deep into the postseason. I just don't see it. I, I don't know about you, but I just don't see it right now. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break, come back. Uh, but you answer that question for me. I think it's very interesting. We're also going to hear from Craig Council when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Cannot push it enough at this point. We are, uh, come Sunday, we're going to be two weeks away from our motorcycle poker run. And uh, I got an update today. We're a little bit ahead of schedule when it comes to pre-registration. And uh, knock on wood, the weather's good. But uh, we're going to run this thing on Sunday, September 4th. And it's really setting up to be cool. We are going to be doing our show live from Wisconsin Harley-Davidson on Friday the 2nd. And I got wind today we are going to have in the same segment. Ben, do you know the band Disturbed? (sighs) I do not. They were one of the headliners at Summerfest this year. Uh, The drummer, who many people in this area know, Mike Wangren, uh, is a uh, big fan of, of Harley and the ride and such. And obviously Jesse James Dupree from the band Jackal. They are both going to be with me that Friday out at uh, Wisconsin Harley-Davidson to do the program. So kind of cool, rubbing elbows. Neat stuff. So they're going to be there. And then come Sunday, we're going to (coughs) ride, excuse me, for Fisher House, Wisconsin. And we can't do it without you. So please, if you're right now following us on the Bud Light live stream, you can scan the QR code. It'll take you right to pre-registration. If you want to get pre-registered for this, simply go to fisherhousewi.org. 
and go to the events page and scroll down. You can see the pre-registration. But we ride from Milwaukee Brewing. Uh, the staging uh, on Sunday morning begins at 8 a.m., goes to 11. We're going to be escorted, and a big thanks again to the Milwaukee Police Department, Sheriff's Department, State Patrol, our friends down in Franklin, uh, the Franklin Police Department as well, who I think is working in conjunction with Milwaukee, our friends of the Milwaukee Fire Department uh, that are going to be a part of this. Uh, we got a lot of different services coming out to help us and get us uh, from point A to point B safely. Uh, we've got uh, a really a tremendous girl singing the national anthem uh, down there that day. Milwaukee Brewing is going to be open. There's going to be breakfast sandwiches and all that kind of stuff. And you can walk through the brewery and do brewery tours. And the rooftop patio is going to be open. And that's all before we even leave. And then after we ride, we're going to go to the Rock Complex. What I just mentioned, they've got the new Luxair Golf that's getting ready to open. Uh, from there, we go to Alpine Valley, both the chalet and the theater, which is fantastic. And then after that, we go to a great place called Knucklehead out in Eagle and then to Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. And our friends from Pottawatomie Hotel Casino jumped on board. They're bringing dealers that are going to deal the poker hands. Our friends from Bud Light have been there for 15 years. Thanks to our friends at Growth Law, G-R-O-T-H, growthlaw.com. If you are a biker and you get injured, one of the top 20 biker law firms in the country right here in our own backyard. That's Growth Law. Go to growthlaw.com. Thanks to our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway. They're a part of this again this year. And Roy and his staff do such a great job and provide such a great experience down in Union Grove, Wisconsin. But they're a part of it. Our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers, Andy Kane and his great wife, Jen. And they do a great job at their jewelry store. Long-time family-owned jewelry store in West Bend. But they just wanted to be a part of it and support veterans. And and uh, obviously, they do uh, so much with us as well. But uh, all of our great sponsors. But we can't do it without you. If you ride or know someone who does, please get registered. Uh, you can follow all the details, all the pre-registration prize packages and stuff, only for those who pre-register. Uh, we have great prize packages, and if you win the poker hand uh, or come in second or what have you, there are kinds of prizes. There's a 75-inch big screen TV to the winner. There's beer for a year from our friends over at Beachwood Distributing and Budweiser, whether it's Budweiser products or something else that they distribute. Uh, there's all kinds of other prize packages, dinner packages, everything we've got, but we can't do it without you, and please get pre-registered. Go to fisherhousewi.org in the events page and get pre-registered. We're a little bit ahead of last year, and... and what that means is we got great weather, and we all know we're weather-dependent, so to speak. We, we're shooting for 800-plus motorcycles this year and 1,500 people, which would be fantastic. So please get pre-registered. Um, yesterday, the Brewers lost, and the question is, are they closer to winning a World Series or closer to a rebuild? It's it's I think as you sit here today in the doldrums, you're kind of questioning what direction they're headed right now as they continue to take losses against quality teams. Craig Council yesterday after the ball game, take a listen to what Craig had to say. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I know we didn't score against Urias. I, I thought we had pretty good at bats and did a decent job against him and made him work for it. We just, you know, we had, we had a couple of rallies going and, and couldn't get the next hit. A couple leadoff hitters on, couldn't get couldn't get anything going. Um, uh, he's he's a good pitcher for sure. Um, one of the, one of the tougher starters in the league, um, but yeah, in the end we couldn't. You know, we didn't do enough um, to to create offense. What about just the number of foul balls on on both sides? Like just long kind of grind out and bats. And... Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know that was kind of the story against Uri Urias for us. We just. Um, 
you know, we had long at bats. Yelly had a couple of very long at bats with with a bunch of foul balls and got himself back into counts. But um, you know, we couldn't put one in the gap or, or over the fence. With the way the relievers pitched, is it is it the depth and just the amount of guys that they can bring in late in games that that makes it so difficult to scratch across anything late? Well, they they have good pitchers. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to score against them. Uh, they have a couple guys that are having really nice years, and you know, but you know, those are the guys we're gonna have to score against. Craig, do you think there's still time to turn around some of the numbers against lefties? I know that's we've asked you about this many times, but just can this group change that trajectory? Yeah, I mean, look, I think we still have a bunch of guys who have a, a big track record of success against left-handed pitching, so. Um, you know, I, I absolutely believe we can um, and will. You like play Rowdy, swung it against the lefty. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, you know, I think Urias is, you know, he, he's good against both sides. Uh, but Rowdy, Rowdy had a couple of nice at bats tonight. I mean, the Yelly had nice at bats tonight. So our lefties, our lefties did a nice job. What do you think of Freddie at pitch count? Though? Yeah, I mean, they just, they, they you know, to Sophia's point, they, they spoiled a bunch of pitches. He did a good job getting ahead. It wasn't like he was working from behind uh, with the, with that pitch count. He was he was ahead in the count, um, and, and I thought did a nice job. It's important you do that. They they spoiled enough pitches to just make the at-bats long, and he, he still made pitches and got outs and, and did a nice job. But um, it, it definitely built his pitch cup out. So there you go. That was some of the comments from Craig Council um, after the uh, game. But, you know, again, uh, they they didn't get any – they couldn't play to run. So, I mean, you can talk about Freddie Peralta all you want, but when you don't play to run, (laughs) you know, pitch counts and all the other stuff, it's nice to talk about. It's good discussions personally for Freddie, but it, you know, it doesn't mean anything. For Freddie, it does, but for the rest of the team and wins and losses, it doesn't mean anything. You didn't score a run. When you had opportunities, you, you couldn't you couldn't play to run. And this team, since the unofficial second half of the season began, they started out on fire. This whole hitting meeting and players meeting and such, it really seemed to put uh, a spark in this team. And then they made the trade. Then they made the trade. And it's like everything, it just took the wind out of the sails. It just took the winds out of, wind out of their sails. And it's just unbelievably disappointing. Uh, Austin says, same story, different day. Home runner bust with this offense. Uh, Steve says, this team rebuild will be a team that, uh, the team's rebuild will be a team that will play to play, but not challenge for anything, a low talent, low payroll. If winning the World Series is out of the, out of sight, then lower the beer and food prices so the fans still want to come out. Uh, I'm not going to spend money on overpriced tickets, beer, and food. Um, and, and that's the thing is that people are still going to the games. It's not like people have just completely given up. I mean, attendance is a little down, but uh, they're still going to put well over two and a half million or two million people in the in the turnstiles this year. And that's it. That's. That's, you know, because people ask me all the time, is this a baseball state because of the, the, the fanaticism for the Packers and for the Badgers and football? My answer always is yes, it's a baseball state. Now, is it the number one sport? No. 
But anywhere I go, number one is Packers, number two is Brewers. After that, it, it trickles down. I think Badgers football is huge. I think Bucks basketball is is really kind of come on in this short period of time. Obviously, winning will help that. And I do want to get into the whole Giannis comment because I think it's the the overreaction by people is crazy and ridiculous. But it just I, I to me, um, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a baseball town. I think it's a baseball state. Brewers fans love to come because you know where wherever you come from. Doesn't matter if you come from Tomahawk, from Shano, from Platteville, from Viroqua. Doesn't matter. If you come over from Madison, you're going to see a game. You know that. And in and, and the comfort and the, the confines, it is American Family Field. So you know it's not a, a chance. Now, whether or not your tailgate party gets rained out, that's a different story. But, you know, you're going to see a game. Uh, you know, that, that, that stadium has been a godsend to keep that team afloat. But it's we went through the payrolls a little earlier. The Dodgers have outspent the Brewers by the Brewers' payroll almost. $120 million more than the Brewers. What do you do? It's not all money. It's t- it's talent acquisition, and it's finding guys to play well together. But you took the wind out of the sails when you traded away Josh Hader. Certainly did. Uh, we'll get back to the phones. We'll get to the phones when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers making changes on the offensive line. They're considering Elton Jenkins at right tackle. That's a good sign that they think that David Bakhtiari will be back at some point at left tackle. Tight end Robert Tunyon is back at practice, slowly getting ready for some contact after recovering from a torn ACL. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely need to get hit for sure. They now come with time as, as I progress into uh, more football stuff and team stuff. But, yeah, definitely would like to get hit a couple times as for sure. Is there anyone on this defense you don't want to be the first one to hit you? Probably Rashawn, Gary. <laughs> He's the only person I wouldn't let hit me. Everyone else, I'll let hit me. <laughs> the Packers added another tight end, Nate Becker, six foot five, two 264 pounds. He's been with the Lions, the Bills, and the Panthers. The Saints are here for two days of joint practices. Before leaving New Orleans, the Saints' new head coach, Dennis Allen, was asked on why he accepted the Packers' invitation to spend the week here before Friday night's game at Lambeau. There's a couple factors that went into that you know going up to green bay wisconsin and getting out of this heat down here is, is a big factor you know and then obviously getting an opportunity to work against you know a super bowl contending team work against you know a guy like aaron Rodgers. i mean so there's a lot of things about that that uh, were intriguing to us and, and so we're excited about you know getting up there and going to work against those guys now the packers have hosted the texans and the jets in joint practices since matt lafleur took over in green bay you know we we've done this the last couple of years so so you kind of have like a format. We tweak it every time. And uh, certainly if there's things that, you know, Dennis wants, then we accommodate and vice versa. So, no, it should be it should be good work, you know, the next two days. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show.
Real quick, I got a great note uh, from a couple of people that uh, were going to the Wisconsin State Fair last week, and they said, we stopped by the Wrestling Taco. Uh, this is from James and his wife, Kelly. Uh, stopped by the Wrestling Taco and had a great time. Marcus and his wife were fantastic people, had a lot of fun, and you were right, the margaritas were really, really good. And then he's got in parentheses, kind of strong, but great. And uh, so anyway, I, I've been telling you about the Wrestling Taco for a long time, right there on 84th Street, just south of the Wisconsin State Fair Park, whether it's going before or after a Brewers game or just uh, a weekend, whatever it happens to be, the Wrestling Taco on 84th Street in West Dallas, great place to go. Uh, after the top of the hour, the Packers have now taken the field. They are out there for their practice. So that means Matt LaFleur has already spoken. We're going to hear uh, from the head coach of the Green Bay Packers about his thoughts uh, going into today's contest or today's practice, shall we say, uh, today and then tomorrow. And then obviously they play them on Friday night at Lambeau Field. We'll be there live and in person for that. But um, nevertheless, we'll hear from him. Uh, just kind of following up, and I had posted this uh, over on the Facebook fan page, and, and I'll run this out there on Twitter as well. But, you know, the question was posed to me, and I had to look at this honestly and say, you know, are the Brewers right now closer to a World Series or kind of a rebuild? And, uh, well, first and foremost, man, the the, the – the you know the 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 comments have poured in. Ryan says we're closer to World Series prior to the trade deadline, but now closer to a rebuild. Uh, Brian says I only say rebuild because time is running out before they won't be able to afford Woodruff and Burns. Those pitchers are only uh, the only thing keeping them from being a bad baseball team. Uh, Brad says closer to a World Series, but front office looks like them as it looks like it's a rebuild, uh, which is really an indictment of the front office. Uh, John says, rebuild is the answer, but I'm holding my breath every time a ground ball is hit to the infielders that they make the play and we can get to a World Series. Uh, Justin says, rebuild as always. I love Craig, but this team needs a fresh face. If they're not going to be, uh, if there's, there is not going to be a cap, then we need a coach who can, <laughs> excuse me, an attack and a general manager who can deal for the future. Um, Aaron says, the rebuild started two weeks ago. Uh, Jesse says they're wasting Woodruff and Burns. Brandon says rebuild, ugh. Dennis, rebuild with a new coach. Uh, here's the thing with the whole Craig Council thing. And then it goes on. Stacy, Eugene, Terry, Sean, uh, all say rebuild. John, uh, different John, says neither. Not enough talent for a World Series and no indication of a complete teardown or rebuild. Um and then uh, John Scott says World Series, but you got to call up fresh bats and you need more offensive firepower. So the bottom line for most people is you want to believe you're close to a World Series. The reality is a lot of people don't have belief in this team because they feel the front office doesn't have belief in this team. And you think it's only a matter of time before the other two big dollar arms are gone. And we all know it's about pitching. So that's that's the the argument that yeah we believe we feel like we were close, but the front office took the wind out of our sails. And this trade for Hater, no matter how you know the old adage is you, you know you you can put perfume on it, you can paint it, you can polish it, but a turd's a turd, and the deal was a turd. It's turned out to be, and no matter how you want to dress it up. It just it was basically getting rid of money because you didn't want to pay the guy. 
And you might have done it a little too soon, sending the message to the rest of the clubhouse that, yeah, we're really not thinking we're going to win anything, so we might as well go ahead and start making these moves now and start throwing darts at a dartboard to see if any of these guys are going to start to pan out. I've always said prospects suck. It, it's great to get them if you're in, a, in the midst of a rebuild because then you stockpile as many as you can. But when you think you're going for it and you're getting prospects back, eh, eh, no. Never, never, never a good thing. When we come back, stay right where you're at. You're going to hear from the head coach, Matt LaFleur. Because today the Saints are in town. And the practices, well, you can assume at some point or another they're going to be spirited, as they say. Stay tuned. Got a lot more coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 